Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Today is Boxing Day. We've already said that. It's the day after Christmas. You'll know that well. Many things happen on Boxing Day that don't happen on Christmas Day or before Christmas Day. For example, there are some great sales in shops that start on Boxing Day. That's why my daughters, my three daughters, always say, Dad, just give us money for Christmas because we'll buy twice or three times with it um, what you would buy before Christmas, they buy after Our letter boxes will be full of flyers advertising the biggest sales of the year. Stores, believe it or not, I kid you not, are trying to get rid of Christmas decorations, all right, and lights. So they go for unbelievable prices. And I know people who have bought Christmas lights in the Boxing Day sale. Um, And believe it or not, Christmas starts all over again for some families. Some people start to buy Um, in these seals for Christmas next year. So it's a bit of a weird time, isn't it? My side of our wee family will be coming over to our house tomorrow um, and it'll be a time of more food and more presents and more fun and more people. In 2004, there was a movie came out called The Day After Tomorrow, which is all about uh, the world entering a new icy age and uh, so it can repair all the pollution that has happened in the world and get off to a fresh start. And without going into the movie, um, I love the movie, um, but Jesus did this same thing by coming into the world 2,000 years ago. He came to align the world with himself to introduce a new kingdom, a whole new way of living that no one actually knew before because it was all geared around love, which was so special. And our world will never be the same again because of what Jesus did that day, the day after tomorrow, (laughs) was always going to be different because Jesus was born um, of a virgin. He lived a sinless life. He died on the cross and he was raised again to life and he ascended to heaven. And today there is a man in the glory and it is the power to change people forever. Now, as we close out 2020, loads of stuff have happened in the past year, some painful things, I'm sure, in families, some happy things. Babies have been born, people have got engaged and married. We've lost some loved ones. All of these things happen in a, in a year in life. And I love the week between Christmas and the New Year. It's one of my favorite weeks of the year because I always see it as a time to reflect and replan. And um, maybe it's just the way my head works. But, and I look at all the things that God did for me last year and his grace and his power and all that. You know, when the ancient calendar used by the Romans, um, from which our calendar was created, the the name of each month had a meaning. Um, So the calendar started in March. They didn't actually have January and February in their calendar, just had a 10-month calendar because January and February were like winter months that agriculture, nothing really grew. And so they were sort of like dead months. And so initially they didn't even count those ones in. It started in March and went right up to 700 BC when Pompilius, who was the second king of Rome, added January and February um, into the calendar. So for example, the month of February then, he added it because it was named after a feast called February and uh, promoting health and fertility. 
And some of the months were named after the false gods that the Romans worshipped. So March was named after Mars, the god of war. May was derived from the goddess Maya. I'm not that sure what um, she did. Um, June was named after the goddess Juno. This is what the Romans did. The months July and August were named respectively after Julius Caesar and his successor, Caesar Augustus. September, October, November, and December were named for the number 7, 8, 9, and 10 in the Latin language. Um, and that was the order in which the months fell in the Roman calendar. It's pretty interesting. But one of the months that Pompilius introduced was January, and, um, and it was a pretty special one. Hence, historians tell us that January is also derived from the name Janus, J-A-N-U-S, and it's a common household god among the Romans. And he was a god of gates and doorways. You'll see the picture on your screen. And he was often depicted facing um, in two directions, two faces. Basically, he was looking forward and he was looking back. And he had a key to unlock and lock. So he had a key to lock the past and unlock the future. Um, interesting. The Latin word junia means a door or a window out of which a person may look both ways, or in other words, in and out, forward and back. We stand in the doorway, believe it or not, of January 2022. It's hard to believe. And a new year. And we naturally look back over the way we've come. And uh, we also naturally look ahead um, to a new year where we'll be going. We look back to 2021 with appreciation, and we look forward to 2022 with anticipation. And um, you know, there's 67 million people live in the UK. 6.8 million of those people live in Ireland, and 1.9 million of that live in Northern Ireland. And every year, millions of people make New Year's resolutions, hoping to spark some positive change in their lives. Now, stats for what they're worth show us that around 48% of the population make New Year's resolutions. Um, so that's about 33 million people in the UK will probably um, make a New Year resolution. Um, Slimming World and Weight Watchers and gyms will make a mint out of these pla plans and New Year's resolutions. God bless them all. Um, the, reoccurring, the reoccurring themes each year uh, are a more active approach to health and fitness, improved finances, learning new things for maybe more personal and professional development. And chances are more than a couple of the top 10 most common resolutions will look familiar to you. Let me read them out to you. These are Google's top 10 New Year's resol resolutions. Exercise more. Lose weight, get organized, learn a new skill or hobby, live life to the fullest, save more money and spend less money, obviously, quit smoking or quit drinking, spend more time with family and friends, travel more and read more. Those are the top ten. One of my life verses is Deuteronomy 2. Um, the first three or four verses, actually, of the chapter is one of my life portions. It was probably the, the portion that led me the strongest in church planting and in the destiny of my life. And it came after a three-day fast out in Island Roy in Donegal. And uh, many, many years ago, just I think it was in about my 40th year, so a long time ago. And um, 
What it says in Deuteronomy 2 is the word of the Lord comes to them again and it says you've been traveling around this mountain country long enough. And I'll explain the verse to you in a moment or two. Um, The Israelites had come out of Egypt and the Jewish people had been led out by Moses. And from Egypt to Israel is about 612 kilometers. As the crow flies, it's about 380 miles. Um, And if you walked at three miles an hour, I worked out yesterday, um, for 10 hours a day, it would take up to 12 days. Um, They circled for 40 years. 40 years. A year for every day the spies um, were in the land. And the end of that, for one whole year, they spent a full year at the bottom of Mount Horeb, never moving. And it certainly, I was thinking this yesterday, it must have become a place of familiarity. They would have known every blade of grass. They would have known every place to find water. They would have known, they just knew everything. Manna still came every morning, rained out of heaven before daybreak every morning. It was the place of just enough. It wasn't a place of more than enough. It was just a place of just enough. Um, And I wondered when I thought about this yesterday and last night, I was wondering, is there a place that you've just become really familiar with in 2021? Is there a place that you got stuck or stalled in 2021? Like, can you name it? It may be a place of comfort. It may be even a place of habit. And maybe it's one that's beginning even to spiral out of control just a little and you know that you need to take hold of it. Well, maybe, maybe, just maybe you've been getting the whispers of God as we tail out of 2021. Maybe you've been getting the whispers of God over the last weeks and months. You have been traveling around this mountain long enough. You've been doing circles long enough around this. I, I call these over places. I've talked about this before. Over places, a place where you've overstayed your welcome. Um, there's loads of them. For some of you, you work all the overtime that you can. Workaholic, mobile phone sits beside you at every moment. You pounce on your texts and your WhatsApps and your emails. You wait on it like every email is like, like a breath of fresh air to you. You count your Twitter and Facebook and Instagram likes and, of course, who liked it. problem is today, we are just so accessible. We are so accessible. Overspending. Some of you maybe just have lived away above your means, overcommitted. You just can't say no. Problem is you're late for everything and you constantly um, let people down. Overeating, stress, anxiety, difficulty. You turn to food for comfort all the time. One of my weaknesses that I work out and try to work out the best I can overreacting. Everyone is tiptoeing around you, waiting for the explosion. Um, Overwhelmed. Too much pressure. Too much stress. Lack of time. (laughs) Overrevved. Running far too fast. Ready to blow up all the time. And all of this leaves you just living in the land of leftovers. Living in the past. No fresh encounter. Um, Yesterday's manna, which at best is stale, and at worst makes you ill. My goal on Boxing Day morning as we close out the year is to help you get unstuck this morning. I I want you to name it this morning because the next verse was a life changer for me. 
And there's an interesting little word I would highlight it in my Bible and, and a ring around it um, because it's been an important word for me, turn. He says, you've been traveling around this mountain country long enough, turn, turn. <laughs> for these people, it was to a land of God's promise. God was looking to turn to a land of promise instead of the old familiar um, we need to lift our focus and live life with a margin. What about if 2022 you had margin in your life? Some margins. I, my family on my 18th birthday bought me two Bibles. That, uh, I still have them. One was a Thompson Chain Bible and the other one was a King James Wide Margin. I still have it. And those margins are full of writings that over the years I've been able to fill in because there was a margin. There was a place to write extra stuff. And uh, what about if you could have those wide margins in your life? Turn in the New Testament means to repent. It means to shift your complete perspective and go a different way. One of the things about this is that there was always a better place for these people. God didn't want them to be content in their wanderings. He always had a better place. And one of the things that is notorious for mankind is that we always project the future on the present. We, we think when we make a decision, it's going to be forever. We think that, uh, oh, this is just the way I am. People say that all the time. This is just the way I am. You just have to take me the way I am because they never think that they can change. We have a habit of thinking it's always going to be like this. When we come to the spiritual realm, we cannot and must not let this happen. Some psychologists actually believe we live our lives past, future, and present. And that sort of baffled me a little until I read the explanation. So what we do is we project the future on our past and then we nail that to our present reality. So for instance, what we say, well, I was abused in my past, so I'm most likely going to be abused in my future, so I'm an abused person. We nail it to the reality of who we are. I've been addicted to alcohol or drugs in the past, so I'm most likely going to carry that into my future, so this is who I am. The enemy loves us to do that. It's a startling reality. And yet God wants you to have a future. God does not want you to stay at the bottom of Mount Horeb. He doesn't want you to wander in a wilderness with just manna, with just in the land of just enough. He wants you to go into the land of more than enough. And uh, I love Jeremiah 29, 11. You'll know it, I'm sure. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for welfare. The authorized used the word shalom. I love that word. Everything you could want in kingdom authority is tied up in that word shalom. If you say it to somebody, you're meaning every area of their life to prosper. And that's what God wants. Not for evil, but to give you a future and a hope. See, Deuteronomy is a great story. We sometimes skip it a little bit after Exodus, but it's a, a compilation of stories of the promises of God coming to fulfillment. I love Deuteronomy. And, and the key word in it is remember. Remember, remember, remember. And we're all good at remembering the bad and forgetting the good. Um, but when these people, this is startling, grab this with me. These people eventually left Horeb to go to the promised land. It took them 70 days just 70 days after the park there, after 40 years of wandering, sitting in one place for a year, it just took them 70 days to get to the promised land. But what happened was Moses died on day 40. And so they, they mourned for him. They stayed put for 30 days. So actually it only took them 40 days. They moved out 
And day 40, Moses went up the mountain, never to come back and died. And then they parked for 30 days, mourned Moses. And by that time, they were right at the land, ready to go in. So 40 days. And I was thinking about this. What about, what about a 40-day plan? What about, what about a month and a half? Come New Year. We, we have worked hard. We have worked hard to help you um, with the weekly Bible plan, and we've that all planned out now for 2022. My Monday morning devotions, I tried to do those every morning, but I, I ran out of steam with that. It was so hard work. But I'm trying to do them on a Monday morning and give you the whole five days, the, the, the weekdays readings. And I'm happy to continue to do that. I'm enjoying it. But what if, what if, what if you were to get your Bible and, and, and a journal and and use my notes if they're helpful for you. And three things, if here, as we bring this to a close, just three things. Set a plan. Share your plan and start your plan. Set a plan. Get a journal. Write some stuff in it this year. If you don't aim at a target, you probably won't hit it. All right? Share your plan. Grab hold of some good people to journey with this year. Might be your spouse, might be a brother, a sister, or just a really good friend, or a life group. Get into a life group three. A couple of guys or a couple of girls that love you enough to cry foul in your life and know when little clips are coming and challenge you and, and that you're able to share and become accountable with. It's great to have people with whom you chart out the tough places. And... And if there is an old familiar thing that stalls you, then it's great to have people to help you through that. One of the, I'm not the best book reader in the world, but in 1988, there was a lady called Joyce Landorf Heatherly, and she wrote a little book called Balcony People. It's been 72 pages long. You can actually still get it on Amazon. It was only like 350 or something. And I read that in the late 80s, about 89. Somebody gave it to me. And it was a bit of a life changer for me. And in her book, she talks about people who stand on the balconies of your, of your life and call you on and cheer you on. You basement people who always want to pull you down. But you need this year. What about you set a plan and you share that plan with some balcony people? This um, stage behind you could not hold the people who have been on the balconies of my life, who have cheered me on. People like... There was an old man called Stevie Livingston that led me to Jesus when I was six years of age and took me preaching when I was 11. And we drove from Galway to Cork preaching at little gospel halls with six and eight people in them. My mom, loads, and I, I could go on and on, just people who, who have stood on the balconies of my life and cheered me on. And then start your plan. Just start it. Don't talk about it. Remember the wise man built his house upon the rock what made him a wise man? The thing that made him a wise man, it wasn't just a wee song that we get to sing at Sunday school. The thing that made him a wise man was he heard the word of God and he did it. He heard the word of God and he did it. You know, it's easy to blame everybody else. I often think of that passage in John 20, 1 and 2, early on Sunday morning while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. And she ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. And she said, they, they, listen to this now, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Interesting, isn't it, that there's, we always find somebody to blame. When we can't find Jesus, we blame it on somebody else. There was no they. <laughs> Mary 
had so soon forgotten all Jesus had told her and others that he would die and in three days he would rise again. And maybe in the hustle and bustle of 2021, in the midst of a worldwide pandemic and all the stuff that's gone on around that, maybe you've just got a little lost. And maybe you've lost the real you. And more importantly, you've just lost connection with Jesus. And it's easy to say, well, if they, they, they did it, they, it's their fault. And as it is with Mary, there was no there. I finish with a great quote by Dr. A.J. Conrad. I love this quote, and I've used it many, many times. This is what he says. He says, if you are the one who has lost him, here's a word for you. You'll find him right where you lost him, at the place of prayer, at the word where you began to distrust, at the congregation you began to neglect. If you have lost him, pray right now that you may recover him. As we head into this new year, I'm praying that the Lord will bless you, but set a plan, share a plan, start your plan, get it going, get into the Word. This Word of God will change you. That's why the book of Ephesians calls it the water of the Word. It washes your soul. It washes your mind. It's a cleansing agent, and when you don't have it, your life gets grubby and dusty, and your spirit gets dull. So, the Lord bless you. Um, I do really hope and pray that you have a great 2022. I pray that you have a great week now between um, Boxing Day, this service, and the new year, that you get some rest and you're off work and be able to chill a little and reflect and replan. So that's, uh, that's my word to you. Turn, turn. Don't stay where you are. Don't stay in the land of just enough move to the land of more than enough. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness and your love to us. Thank you that um, you always want more for us than we even want for ourselves. We sing it sometimes, you're a good, good father, and you are a good, good father. And so God, we just pray that for all the people listening to this Boxing Day service, that God, you would help them to set a plan, help them to share a plan and help them to start a plan that moves them out of the land of just enough into the land of more than enough. God, would you bless your word today in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.